and welcome to the Success Showcase. I'm your host, Eric Lopkin, from the Modern Observer Group. And with me, as always, is Chip Janiszewski from the Happiness and Success GPS. Chip, how are you doing this week? Great. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing fantastic. Good to hear. Got some beautiful weather coming up this week, supposed to hit the 80s, which... Welcome to spring in New England. Last week it was in the 20s. This week it's in the 80s. A week and a half ago we had snow on the ground. On yep. April, and it wasn't April Fool's Day. But, uh, <laughs> tomorrow we might break a record high. I think the record high is like 78 or 79. And we could hit 80 or a little bit more tomorrow, which is fine with me. I'm just fine with breaking breaking records on the high end. I just don't want to break them on the low end. No. Well... Today we're going to be talking about Facebook, and we're going to be talking about it in terms of a communications tool, a branding tool. It really is something that everyone needs to be using to promote themselves if they're looking for a job, to promote their business, whatever you're looking for, because of the sheer size of Facebook. Most of your audience is on it. So you want to be able to use it and use it well. And yeah, of course, it's, uh, it is, it, obviously, it's, it's a wonderful site. It's a lot of fun and so on, but it is very, very useful. And um, I, I know that you use it quite a bit, probably a whole lot more than I do. So um, I'm looking forward to uh doing this segment with you and learning some stuff while we're talking about these things. So Sounds good. And of course, Facebook keeps changing the rules. So it becomes hard to keep up with everything. So some of the things we'll be talking about are how Facebook has been evolving and how you can take advantage of it. Um, and actually, their newest addition is actually trying to get back to their roots. When Facebook started out, it was about making connections and putting posts on. People typed what they were doing, what they were seeing, what was important to them. As time went on, people started sharing links. And then people started adding graphics and photos and then videos. Well, Facebook wants to get back to where people are actually creating content on Facebook and actually typing in status updates rather than just sharing what they find everywhere else. So to do this, they've added a new tool. And you've probably seen it pop up in your news feed. Finding it is not that easy, though. As of right now, I can access the tool through my Facebook app on my iPhone. I cannot access it through my iPad or through the desktop. So you have to know where it is. And what it is is you've seen status updates that now appear as graphics in a colored square. And it looks more like a graphic or a photo than it does a simple text update. And the reason they're doing that is because 
Facebook has become increasingly visual. So photos get more likes and more attention than a simple status update. Videos get more attention than a static photo. So they're trying to bring your status updates to a point where it's going to get as much attention as a photo does, because it's going to stand out as an image rather than simple text. Now, if you've got access to the tool, it's in your status bar. As far as I know, it's only on the phone app right now, but I'm sure they'll be rolling it out over all the platforms. But what you do is when you type in your status in the in where it says, you know, what's new, colored dots will appear underneath your status. And if you choose one of those dots, each of them is a different color, and that's the background that you're choosing. And if you click on one of those, your status now appears as this graphic image rather than straight text. Now, why do you want to do this? Well, the main reason is to get more attention to that status update. As I said, it's right now only available on phones. I'm pretty sure they'll be rolling it out. But there are some drawbacks. Because most people who use Facebook for business use it through another app. Hootsuite, they share things through Twitter, and they tie all of their social media together. If what's appearing on your Facebook page are tweets and you're going through Twitter, you can't use this tool. If you're going through a tool like Hootsuite or Buffer, you can't use this tool. It only works if you put your status directly into Facebook. So it's a great way to bring attention to a status, a status update, but it's not going to be usable for mass updates like many businesses do. So that's one of the new features that they've rolled out and how to use that. But why do you want to? Why do I need to be on Facebook? Now I'm going to let our listeners in on a secret. I am not a big fan of social media. I don't enjoy spending time on it. This will come as an absolute shock to anybody that follows me on social media. I just got off the floor. Because, <laughs> because if you follow the Modern Observer Group, if you follow me personally, you'll see my posts constantly. And I do this because it's necessary to promote myself and my business. And I do it in such a way that I'm actually spending as little time on the actual social media sites as possible. But I do it because that's where the audience is. Someone once described Facebook 
as the world's largest trade show. Almost every customer you ever wanted passes through Facebook at one time or another. It's not grabbing everyone anymore, though. As fast as it's it's still growing, which is more than you can say for Twitter, it's become a lot less popular with the younger generation. Now, personally, I think it's less popular with the younger generation because those of us of the older generations are on it. Facebook has sort of counteracted that with Instagram. They bought Instagram quite a while ago. And that's the fastest growing platform for the younger generation. So Facebook is capturing them over on Instagram and slowly trying to bring them over into Facebook. But people are on Facebook so often and for so much time that if you want to grab attention, it is the place to be. In fact, it has become the most effective online advertising platform, beating out Google AdWords by quite a lot. And the main reason for this is the way things appear in Facebook. When you go to Google and you run a search, the ads appear at the top of the page, and everybody knows they appear at the top of the page. And most people have trained themselves to ignore those top hits and go right to the organic search for what they're looking for. So those ads have become less effective. On top of that, Google's algorithms have fallen by the wayside where they may have been very effective at one time, now they simply aren't. I can't explain why, but Google's algorithms are convinced that I live in a Hispanic household, and they keep sending us video ads in Spanish. Now, nobody in my family speaks Spanish, so we don't know what they're advertising. They have me in a different town, too, sometimes. It's just... uh... Yeah, I, I totally identify with what you're talking about as far as looking at Google Ads. Even if I see an ad on top, I'd rather go down to the website below that doesn't have that ad thing next to it because I just think something weird's going to happen when I click the ad. And, you know, Lord knows we're peppered enough with stuff from Google all the time. So um, I imagine that one of the benefits about Facebook and advertising on there is that you're not going to get hammered with ads unless you actually respond to what's on there. Well, you still get hammered with abs, ads on Facebook, but you probably don't realize it because all of the ads are disguised as posts. So they appear in your news feed, and if it's not something you're interested in, you probably just scroll past it, nev- never realizing that it's an ad. And that's what makes them so effective because they look like every other post in your news feed. Yeah, so when... You do have the opportunity to turn them off if you want to. Yes. You can you can turn the type of ad off. You can say you don't want to see ads from this advertiser. You don't you know you don't want to see ads at all. They'll always be there, but you can severely limit them. But that's one of the reasons that they are so effective now. And Facebook has targeting options 
that work fantastically. You can target people that like a specific company. You can target people by a hashtag. You can target them geographically. You can combine all of these and get a really specific target audience. So you can actually run relatively large ad campaigns for $20. And I'm not even exaggerating. I've actually run campaigns in the past that went as low as $10 for the entire campaign. And you can reach thousands of people for that. So for people like me who have not used the ad service, can you walk us through the process as to how it works to put an ad up on Facebook? And again, talk about the costs also, because a lot of people, when they think advertising, they think big bucks. So they just shy away from it without even taking a look at it. So can you walk us through that process and the cost and that kind of stuff? Well, creating an ad is very simple. First of, first of all, you've probably seen them Facebook solicit you for an ad. They'll send you a message saying, boost this post. Yeah, especially if you have an event going on. That's when I've seen that. They do it on events. They do it on business pages a lot. Um, I actually get notifications from them. Say, you know, they'll target a specific post that I've put up, and they'll say, people in your area have got have have created ads very similar to this. You may want to consider it. What happens is you can choose. You create the post that you want. You can choose boost that post. You can do it with an event. You can do it with a link. You can do it with just about anything you post on Facebook. And what comes up is this form. And it asks you geographically where you want to target. You can pick a zip code. You can pick a city. You can pick a state. And they give you a map that... When you put everything in, it shows you the area it's going to be heading. You choose keywords. Targeting who you want to target. And you can put in those keywords your competitors' names. I've used it to promote networking events, and one of the keywords I use is BNI. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody's interested in BNI, they're interested in networking. So we know that's already a possible target. So it makes the, a lot of sense, obviously, to prepare things. It really goes back to targeting your audiences and so on and so forth. And when we talk about preparing commercials for networking itself, a lot of times you're looking at competitors to your best customers and that kind of thing. So it makes a whole lot of sense to uh, go through this preparation stage before you're actually doing this. But yeah, I, I like that idea. Absolutely. And then you can also target people that like a specific page. So if your competitor has a page up, you can have, you know, target people that liked their page. If there are similar interests, you can target those interests. And it's very simple. You're filling out a form. It asks you the questions. You put the information in. The first time takes the longest because you have to set up for billing. You need a credit card to do all of this. 
and you really do need to play around with the settings to get them exactly what you want. So the first time takes the longest. Once you've done it once, it becomes very easy to do it again. But you do want to know who your target market is as specifically as possible. And then when you're ready to submit your payment, you give it a budget. So you choose how much you want to spend. And you can choose $5, $10, $20. And it'll tell you an estimated number of people that budget will hit based on the targets you've created. And how many times they'll see it. Now obviously the bigger budget, the more often it'll be seen. But to start out, especially if you're starting in a local a relatively local area, you can hit your target audience for very little money. You tell it how long you want the campaign to run. 7 days, 10 days, a month, whatever it is. You can specify how much you want to spend per day. So say you're, you know, you're targeting a $20 budget, but you want to make sure it gets spread out over 10 days and not all spent that first day. You can say max it out at $2 a day. Now does the book um what what do they what do they give you for like tracking reports and things like that? They give you analytics it tells you how many people have seen it, how many people clicked on your your ad. I have not gone through all of the detailed analytics, so beyond that there may be more information that I haven't looked at. But it does give you the basic numbers really easily. and the basics they give it to you so it's very simple to understand so you're not looking at this trying to figure out what the report means it's how many times your ad appeared how many times it got clicked on yeah if if a specific key keyword or something worked very well they'll let you know that it's a very powerful tool but to use it you do need to actually get in there and play with the tool now of course facebook pushes advertising a lot and to get people to advertise they've limited who sees non-advertised posts if you have a business page and you post on that business page only i think the last percentage it was down to about 8% of your your um people who are linked to you will actually see it now they don't make that same distinction with personal posts for this reason i if i'm posting something for my business i post it on my personal page as well 
a lot of people will go, oh, you know, I, I don't want my family seeing all my business stuff and vice versa. So I, I don't want to use it for business. Facebook has lists. You can organize all of your connections into specific lists. So you can put all of your family members in one list, close friends in another list, business contacts in a third list. And then when you post, you can choose which lists can see the post. So you don't have to bombard everybody with everything. You can target it. You can just show information for your business to your business contacts that you're connected to. By the same token, you can keep business contacts from seeing personal posts if you want. Whether or not you want to is up to you. Some people find it very useful to share personal posts with business contacts because it helps build the relationship. Other people want to keep them completely separate, and you can do that. Whichever route you go is really up to you. Yeah, I imagine so. a lot of it has to do with that, what type of business that you're in and how often you're going to post things because a lot, a lot of businesses are catered more towards individuals. But obviously, if you're going business to business and so on and so forth, the people on your list who are your friends and your family don't need to see that kind of thing. Exactly. So you can target who you're posting. What you should do is make sure you're posting regularly. You want to be posting every day, but you don't have to create a post every day. A post can be sharing an article that's relevant to you with your audience. That's actually the most common post that I do because I get so many email newsletters and so many articles across my desk. Oh, this is something that should be shared. This is something that should be shared. I put those in a, a separate folder. And then once a week, I schedule out an entire week's worth of posts with these articles in mind. So twice a day, I'll schedule posts that are just information that's of interest to people, or at least that I think will be of interest to them. There's no sales pitch involved with these. It's just, this is the headline, take a look, thought this would be interesting. People like seeing those because it helps them learn. We've talked over and over again about the need to continually educate yourself. This actually provides you with an easy way to help your your contacts find educational materials by posting these articles. Yeah, you by can posting all the articles, you mean you're a lot of them are you posting links or are you copying the articles into the posts? No, I post a, post a the headline and a link. You don't want to put the entire article in the post. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that because I, I get them too and I know that that's how you do things, but and what you post in a lot of instances is very, very useful. I mean, the bottom line is once you get in there, you can click on that link and you can start putting that in your in your favorites in your browser so that you can actually start organizing things that way. I mean, if you have a folder for bookmarks called resources and so on and so forth, I'd imagine a lot of what you put into your Facebook post 
ends up in pe people's resources. So um, if they're not signed up for you, they should probably be so. Pitch for Eric here. There you go. Thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, you put the headline and the link. Let the article speak for itself. If you want to comment on the article, that's great. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But you really want the, the article to be doing the heavy lifting. Other things that, that people post, if you're doing blog entries, your blog entries should go to your Facebook feed. You should be posting them. If you have inspirational quotes, you can post those. I post what we call the Biznetics Quote of the Week every Monday. And then daily, I post images on Instagram that have inspirational quotes. And when I post them on Instagram, they get shared to Facebook. So people see that. Again, you'll notice nothing that I've mentioned so far is promoting myself or selling anything. I do place posts with links back to my website about services I offer. That represents probably about 15% of my, of my business posts. I'm not even talking about things I post personally. So 85% of what I'm posting is not sales-related. Why? Because people aren't looking on Facebook to be sold to. They want information. They want to build relationships with you. They want to hear from you. And they do want to know what you're doing. So, yes, it is appropriate to say, this is a service I offer. But they don't want the hard sell. No, and what you've talked about a lot, too, and we talk, it's so important when you're on LinkedIn and all the social things, provide information and be a value added rather than a salesperson. The bottom line is it, it just really, really pumps up your credibility as just being a contributor out there. I mean, we talk about networking, we talk about relationships, and it's all based upon giving. And the more that you give, like you are on Facebook and the other social platforms that you're using, obviously it's going to raise the credibility as far as what's going on. And so um, it's important to have people know a little bit about what you're doing, but it really is so important for people to realize that the more they give value added wise, the more likely people are to be interested in what they do. Exactly. What I'm describing using Facebook for is creating an image as an expert in your field. You want to appear to anybody that sees you as, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. I can trust them with this business, with this question. You want to illustrate that you know your stuff. Now, this isn't just if you're a business person. If you're looking for a job in a specific industry, you want to do the same thing. The first place recruiters look now when they get your resume is they will do a Google search for you. They will check you out on social media. They will look at what you're posting. If you're posting information that tells them, hey, he knows this industry, she knows what she's talking about, that puts you 
ahead of the pack. What they don't want to see is pictures of your spring break from college, college parties. That stuff will come back to haunt you. And that's another reason why I very strongly recommend separating your contacts into lists. Because if you you want to share vacation pictures, you want to share things like that, keep them private to specific lists. That's not something you want to show the general public. And for those of you who love posting vacation pictures, that's great. Share your vacation pictures. Share them after you get home. Don't post them while you're away because there are criminals looking at Facebook going, oh, they're on vacation. That means their house is empty. I can break in. It's happened all over the country. So you want to be careful about that. Yeah, that's absolutely what we do. My wife is paranoid about that, which is absolutely right. When we get back from a vacation, then they all come up there. So That's it. And again, it creates a personality. So you don't want to hide everything personal. You want your personality to show through. Earlier this year, I got fed up with all of the negative political posts. I didn't care who's which party or what. I was tired of all of them. So I came up with my own personal protest where every time one of these showed up in my news news feed, I posted a one-liner joke. Just absolute nonsense, just something to make people laugh. People loved this. I got so many comments. People loved what I was doing. And when they found out why I was doing it, they started doing it themselves. It showed personality. It, you know, it got people involved in what I was talking about. No, it kind of puts things in perspective, too, as far as life goes. <laughs> so you do want to show personality. You don't just want to be posting information, straight information from other sources. And we're just about at the end of our time. It's actually gone pretty quickly, and... There's so much more to Facebook than what we've just discussed, but this is a good starting point. But Chip, before we go, is there one takeaway you'd want you want to share, or one question that we haven't gotten to? No, as far as learning stuff, I, I really, really like the lists, and I think it's really important. What I'm going to wrote down on my to do list is to come up with a Facebook posting plan based upon that. So thank you for that information. Great. Yeah, my takeaway is Facebook works the way everything else does. The more you plan to use it and the more you use it strategically, the more you get out of it. So that's really what you need to do is pay attention, think about it, and plan it out. You've been listening to the Success Showcase. You can catch us here every week at www.blogtalkradio.com slash success showcase. You can also find us on the Apple Podcasts app and the iTunes store. Remember, make this week your best week ever and make next week even better. See you later.